Hey guys, and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh Fitness Podcast. This is an episode that I've been wanting to record for quite a while. Um, I think I was at a at a talk over the weekend. I was very kindly invited by a previous guest on the show, Layla Maroney, aka uh, Layla Beyond the Scales, uh, who had won the JSA competition a little while ago, and she came on and explained her weight loss story. So it's a phenomenal episode. I would go back to that if you are on your own weight loss journey. I would definitely go back and listen to Layla. It was really interesting. Uh, the, the, the event was ran in aid of the Marie Keating Foundation which is a cancer uh, charity. So it was really interesting. Uh, it was probably females. I got talking to loads of people who got both guests who were uh, who are on the panel with myself. I was talking about nutrition. There was people from Urban Fitness talking about pregnancy and how to kind of train around pregnancy. And there was people talking about strength. And then there was Steve's weight loss who was also talking about his weight loss journey, his battle with testicular cancer and how he's overcome one and the boundaries and the mental wins that he's had along the way. So it was really insightful. But it was great to kind of talk to other people as well, to hear some of their stories. And it was really humbling, the whole experience. So very grateful to be asked. And I really hope it kind of goes ahead again. It's made me think that, do I want to kind of do my own little nutrition event? I did one before in the gym that I work in. And that was that was really, really interesting. It was, it was good feedback from that. But now I'm kind of tr- thinking, do I want to kind of take it up to the next level and try to try to educate a little bit more people regarding kind of the nutrition side, particularly females. But females is my particular niche. It's an accidental niche. When I first started out being a PT, I was like, I want to train, train guys and trying to get them jacked and stuff like that. But then I found after a little while, I can hardly train someone to get jacked if I don't, if I'm not jacked myself. I do train guys online and face to face and they're, they're getting great results and stuff like that. There's just a little bit less going on um, with the hormonal stuff. Um, so this episode itself is regarding female fat, fat loss and there's a lot more going on with females, more psychological stuff going on and there's also more hormonal stuff going on. And I hope that isn't a sexist comment. I'm just going gonna, gonna to elaborate on what I'm going to talk about. So like the brief introduction I'm going to talk about is how to train and how to to plan your nutrition around your kind of your menstrual cycle. The birth control and, how the, and the effect it will have on weight loss, whether it will put on weight loss onto you. Um, or we'll also talk about PCOS or polycystic ovary syndrome and how to deal with that. We'll also talk about uh, losing your period and recovery through that. And then we'll also talk about menopause. I think this is one of these topics that not a lot of people know about. I was talking to someone yesterday and they were asking me a few questions on nutrition and this person was a female and this person was potentially overtraining. They were a little bit older and I was talking to them and I kind of was thinking in my head like potentially these this person may have some sort of issue going on um, that we that I may not know about so we got chatting had an informal chat and stuff like that and we was kind of like asking little questions about nutrition and how she was feeling all that kind of stuff and one of the things that she mentioned to myself was that she was feeling about one and a half weeks or one week a month that she was feeling a little bit more tired than usual um, and I just kind of in my head an alarm bell went off and I kind of politely in a nice way I kind of politely said it was that just happened to be the the week of your cycle and she goes yeah well yeah and then kind of the, the light bulb hit so this it's kind of one of these topics that a lot of females don't realize I know when I started out as a coach and a PT that I didn't know anything about the, the whole menstrual cycle thing and it's one of these topics that I've had to learn a lot about I did never realize that 
when I became a PT or a coach that I would be watching lectures on menstrual cycles, listening to podcasts, trying to get as much information in. And my goal with this episode in particular is to try and educate as many people as possible. As a male, it's very interesting to understand what goes on psychologically and uh, with the hormones and stuff like that as well. But it's also important for females to potentially listen to this episode, share this episode as much as possible to try and get as many more as many women to understand their bodies a little bit more and better. And I know a lot of my clients, when they first start with me, they're always very, very surprised that I know about it and why I ask about it. And it's just it's just just one of those topics that has a bit of a has a bit of a stigma attached to it. And I think that stigma needs to go. And that that's why I've kind of recorded this episode. Um, so I'm very grateful for everyone who has listened so far. But this is this is a solely episode for female fat loss. But uh, if coaches, if coaches are listening, happy days, if men are trying to understand how their partners or if they're coaching people themselves happy days please please do like and share it up on itunes and stuff like that so what i'm going to talk about is the first kind of topics kind of the training and nutrition around your cycle are kind of linked so i'm going to talk about those a little bit so with the the cycle there are three phases of the menstrual cycle there's the follicular phase which is where the bleeding occurs there's the ovulation phase which is where the egg has been released and there's the luteal phase which is the day after the egg the egg has been released but the most important thing that we need to realize is that the menstrual cycle impacts women differently every single female is completely different how it impacts them and it has to be a case-by-case basis i have some girls that cannot train they're 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 their pains are too bad, their menstrual cramps are too bad, and if some get cravings, some don't get cravings, and we'll talk about cravings and stuff like that. Some women may have a 25-day cycle or a 28-day cycle or even a 30-day cycle, so it's so dependent. So regarding the the kind of the cycle, the first half of the cycle is where you're a little bit more insulin sensitive, uh, your muscle growth will occur, and your appetite will be more controlled. So you may not have those kind of cravings unless you're feeling a little bit more tired and that's when you kind of, you're able to kind of just plod along and motion along in the gym with your food and you're okay. But then the second half of your cycle, which is kind of when you're a little bit more insulin resistant, uh, you're using carbs more poorly to, uh, for fuel, uh, you have a little bit more fat for fuel, your blood sugar may get unstable which can drive your hunger. This is where your hunger and your, you get these cravings and you might be looking for a little bit more sugar. The The fat storage enzyme may get released as well. Um, but what I would say about the cravings is my tip then would be to potentially have a little bit more fruit. Your body's looking for a little bit more sugar and I would recommend to try and get a little bit more fruit into you. And then the, with the cravings, it can be a cultural thing. Then the research has kind of said this as well, that it can be some some girls like the kind of the savory uh, treats and some females like the sweet as, uh, treats as well. And what I would say on this, this is a cultural, from the research that I've looked up, it is a cultural thing. So I know females in, in France would have a kind of more of a savory um, cravings compared to some other nationalities. Also, in the the first half of the women's cycle, you don't really get DOMS or delayed on muscle sets, delayed onset muscle soreness, um, which happens sometimes if you are kind of training a new program and you haven't done an exercise in a while, particularly with kind of legs and stuff. But in the second half, you're more likely it takes you a little bit more time to recover. So back with the the kind of the cravings. The cravings is the big thing that we need to kind of look at, and this is one of the things that I try to get my clients to manage themselves, is that your serotonin. And your dopamine levels go down in your second half. Your mood goes down, 
your motivation goes down your blood sugar regulation is not helping and that's where you're kind of you're kind of looking for those sugary tweet, uh, treats your total calories can go up um, and that's what I would kind of recommend your body temperature can go up by 0.3 to 0.6 celsius you can on this kind of with your cravings and kind of the week before your cycle you're going to have a little bit more energy you're going to have a little bit more your metabolism will have sped up so what i would recommend on that is to try and increase your calories by two or three hundred so if you are on a diet potentially you should only diet for the first two weeks of your cycle the second half of your cycle you need to potentially eat a little bit more you're on the set on the week before your cycle your body is kind of like the the body's kind of got into overdrive your metabolism is sped up as i've said you potentially need to increase by two or three hundred calories a day so say if you're in a deficit of say 1500 calories a day i would increase that to 17 1800 calories and this will help with your energy this will be the week that you're going to hit your pbs you'll have a little bit more energy you'll be able to have a little bit more power a little bit more strength in your sessions and you can kind of go for personal bests the the with regarding the kind of the fruit and stuff like that it may help with the kind of the increase in your calories it may help to stave off cravings but fruit may help with your 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 blood regulation um and then the week of your actual cycle this is this is so people dependent some people feel fine some people feel horrific and what i would recommend is potentially go back up to your maintenance calories what i mean by maintenance is say if you're in a calorie deficit and you're saying you're at 1500 calories and your maintenance calories in order to stay the exact same weight is about 2000 calories i would recommend to have 2000 calories so once again i would recommend to only diet potentially only diet for two weeks out of the the month and they would be the first two the second week or the this the week the week beforehand your body's going to be looking for a little bit more food the week of you may feel a little bit more tired a little bit more lethargic have a little bit more cravings and the week the week of you're going to be feeling a little bit more tired so i would advise you to potentially reduce the weight by maybe 20 or 30 percent reduce or take out high intensity circuit training or high intensity weight training and try to listen to your body really if you feel okay then go and then then i would say okay but potentially it could be long-term goal i would potentially listen to your body reduce the weight a little bit reduce the intensity if you're feeling bloated have some water have a lot of water look at what's kind of potentially aggravating it it could be just a lot of water being held so i would try to drink a lot more water to try and lean you out um and then you would also encourage you guys to for the people who could be getting bloated is to kind of go for walks and that may help you as well uh, it's also getting your exercise up getting your steps up which is always a big plus along the up long, along a weight loss journey if you potentially supplement with magnesium uh, it can the kind of the chocolate cravings can go away research has always sh- also shown that or you could have some chocolate and this could be a psychological from a psychological standpoint this could be beneficial in the wrong one long run uh, this will potentially make you work a little bit harder just from a psychological standpoint so if you have those cravings i would potentially have some fruit or i would potentially su- supplement with some magnesium 
um, or else I would go to your OBGYN or else go to your doctor and to see how they feel about it as well. I am not a doctor. I am just going from the research on this. I've done a good bit of research on it, but it doesn't make me an expert. I am just going by what the literature has said, but there are doctors and better professionals out there for me, for you guys to kind of get your information from. But this is just to give you a basic understanding of what's going on with your bodies. With the, the week of your frequency in the gym may go down, your injury risk may go up, your elasticity in, in your joints and stuff like that may happen as well, your performance will dip, your sleep may go down later in your cycle, your, so your sleep efficiency, so you not, need to get as much sleep as you can, so it advises you to stay away from the screens of your phone, your laptops, reduce your TV time, so I think the walking could help get the fresh air in and that could help with your sleep. And it could it could also impact on your melatonin rhythms, and that is how that's what impacts on your sleep. Some women it may not impact at all. This is just some people. Some women have it more severe than others. So this is just kind of covering all bases for for everyone. So to recap on the training and the nutrition around the cycle, what I would say is. You're okay for probably the first two weeks. Then the week before your cycle, you may have a little bit more cravings. Your metabolism would have sped up. So what I would advise you to do is to increase your calories by two or 300. If you're getting cravings is to either supplement with magnesium. I would have a little bit of chocolate. I would maybe increase your fruit intake as well. The week of your cycle is where your sleep rhythm may kind of get hindered a little bit. I would reduce your high intensity circuit training or high intensity training, reduce the lifts that you're doing. So don't go for any PBs that week, listen to your body. I would avoid the high intensity training, avoid spin classes and all that, those kind of those kind of things. And I would concentrate on kind of getting for walks in. If you're feeling bloated, I would drink plenty of water. So the next part of the, the podcast is in relation to birth control. And I know so many females feel that when they potentially take birth control, that they have issues kind of losing fat or losing weight. So what I'm going to talk about is will it have an impact on you uh, when you're kind of looking to lose weight or, or will it not? So there are different types of birth control and there are different levels of progesterone can have varying different effects on how your body is or kind of the, the how the body looks. There can be different levels of water weight loss and, there, and some females can get acne from it as well. So for most females that are taking a birth control, they normally do like a 21 days on, seven days off cycle. And the or else the seven days on that they have, they're normally given a placebo. There is no real reason for the withdrawal period um, some of the research states that some women would feel that it'd be more natural to kind of get a monthly bleed. Some women would feel it'd be more comfortable to kind of with, with the break and with the withdrawals, a more chance of kind of getting pregnancy as well. There are so many different types of birth control. There's the patch, which is probably changed once a week. There's a cervical ring, which is three weeks on, one week off. There's a hormonal IUD, which lasts for about three to five years. This is long term. It's a minor procedure, but I would speak to your doctor before you kind of do this and make sure that you understand the process and stuff like that. And then you've got a depot as well, which is a long acting. This is very pro. This is very potent progesterone, very bad side effects. Works for about three months. Uh, commonly used um, over. It's very it's very based over in America um, and it's from the research and from kind of looking at kind of videos and talking to someone who's in the industry and knows their stuff it's kind of one of those 
birth controls that has had the biggest impact on messing up clients. So I potentially stay away from the the, the depot one. And they've also got the, the, the implant, which is a plastic device. Uh, it kind of lasts for about three to five years. It's an implant, implant it's long-term. Um, it's not a great choice if you are looking to get pregnant from the research. So the implant isn't a great choice if you're looking to get pregnant. So with kind of the least impact or the side effects is the IUD hormonal um, birth control. Um, and you, your your muscle rate and your muscle growth kind of stays normal levels and you ovulate at a normal rate as well. So that was kind of the various different types of birth controls that are out there. But the next one is kind of does birth control actually have an impact on training or your weight gain? So from, from minute for, for general population, for like you and me, uh, for general population, there's a minimal effect on performance for what I can see from the research. There's potentially one to two pounds of weight gain at the most. And if you stop taking it, the, the water weight will, will disappear. So if you, the way I can kind of compare this to, if when you generally lose, when you start out on a diet at the beginning and you potentially reduce your carbohydrates, so carbohydrates are like a sponge. Think of it as a sponge. So if you have um for if you have one gram of carbohydrates, then you will most likely hold on to about four grams of water. So if you reduce any grams or any carbohydrates out of your diet, I'm not saying to reduce carbohydrates 100% out of your diet. Please do not do that. Um, there is places to reduce your carbohydrates or our diets to do that, but please don't reduce them on the back of this on the back of this podcast. What I would say is that four four grams of water will kind of come out of your, will fall out of your body, and that's why you have like an almost an immediate weight loss when you when you go on to a diet. It is literally water waste, but you can also have water retention when you can as soon as you go on it on any birth control, and then as soon as you go off it, it can go away as well. It varies significantly from woman to woman. So one girl or one female can have water weight or water retention. One could be, have no impact at all. So it varies. Every person is different. It's like any fitness journey. Genetics play a huge role in everything on this. So why do some females gain weight? With one of the particular um, kind of birth controls called Depot, uh, it can increase women's propensity to notice higher calorie foods. The progesterone is higher. It also simulates fat storage and decreases protein breakdown. And we all know that kind of protein is quite key to any weight loss or any journey, whether it's kind of to build muscle or to go on a diet. Protein is quite important to kind of repair the muscles, appetite control, and to repair any muscle as well. Normal birth control doesn't have as much of an impact on these but I would definitely check in with your OBGYN or your doctor in relation to see what birth control works for you guys. But there are different kind of levels. There are different kind of intensities. There are different lengths of time that has an impact or could have an impact on your body longer term. So from what I'm saying, does birth control stop you from reducing fat or struggle stop you from losing weight? I would say there's not a lot of research out there. Depot is kind of the one out of the birth controls that may have an issue. It may... It kind of it's linked to people who have, who potentially have an uncontrolled diet if there is any effect it's very very small very very microscopic and will be negated with kind of resistance training or training in general so i wouldn't worry about it too much so if you are blaming your kind of weight gain on kind of the or from stopping you losing fat there's very very minimal research on it the there's very very microscopic effects so i wouldn't get too bogged down in it but i would double check with your doctor 
in to see which one is suited towards you um, and to see what the the negative sides and the positive sides of each one are so that the, 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 there's various different uh, birth control pills that we've kind of spoken about the various different options so the next kind of topic that i'm going to talk about is pcos and weight loss pcos is a topic that's kind of coming up more and more i know i have a couple of girls who are online with myself and we're working quite close together with people who have uh, kind of pcos so pcos is polycystic ovary syndrome and there's greater prevalence in people who are a little bit overweight or obese. So lifestyle change is a kind of key treatment. So exercise is known to improve PCOS. Weight loss is known to improve PCOS. Their dietary composition, um, supplements with vitamin D and omega-3 fatty acids are very kind of, the research states that it can help as well. So the kind of the characteristics to kind of, of PCOS are kind of this menstrual dysfunction. Uh, which can lead to infertility or increased pregnancy complications. There's also insulin resistance, uh, which also can uh, kind of lead into increased factors for type 2 diabetes or cardiovascular disease. And there's also psychological uh, characteristics as well, which kind of anxiety or depression or quality of life. So with PCOS, there are elevated testosterone levels in females, uh, which can lead to kind of hair loss or acne or else you can have uh, facial hair problems as well. And that, like, there are there is a scale to kind of see if you are suffering from it as well. You, I have also, always, I've all already kind of mentioned kind of insulin resistant. Your cycles are generally 22 to 32 days, but it's not the same across the board. Um, what I would say is in relation to the actual weight loss side of things, it is going to be a lot more difficult for someone with PCOS to lose weight. Your BMR or your your basal meta metabolic rate may be a little bit lower than a person that doesn't have PCOS. So say for someone on a diet and they put themselves on 1500 calories in order to lose weight, which would be say a three or 400 calorie deficit, it may take you a little bit more calorie deficit or a larger calorie deficit, should I say, for you to lose any weight. It's gonna be a slower process for someone with PCOS. It is going to be just it could be a little bit frustrating it's just that you need to be aware that it's going to take a little bit longer for you to to lose weight uh, compared to someone that doesn't and that could be up to 40 percent lower bmr compared to someone that doesn't suffer from pcos which is which is quite drastic and that's what kind of the research kind of looks at itself as well for a supplementation to kind of help with pcos i would recommend omega-3 and vitamin D but the dosages are people dependent what I would say is in relation to kind of making the the weight loss harder it has nothing to do with not tailoring tolerating carbs it is the harsh reality of even lower calories for dieting and that's just what we that's what the research would state but I would double check with a doctor an OBGYN to see exactly what's going on with your body those people are a lot more qualified than I am or potentially ever will be. So I, I would just make sure that you're getting the right help and the right procedures in place in order to kind of deal with your PCOS. The one positive out of kind of having PCOS is the fact that you, you have to take a positive out of it is that your testosterone, which is your male hormone, male sex hormone, uh, will allow you to perform in the gym at a higher rate uh, than kind of normal or people would have a normal range of testosterone. I know all females have testosterone in their bodies. Some females may have a little bit more. Some people have may have a little bit less. But with individuals with PCOS, 
your your levels might be a little bit higher and that's going to allow you to kind of lift a little bit higher kind of strength training you'll be able to kind of lift a little bit heavier than someone that may not have it so that's one positive to just kind of take out of if someone is having pcos at the minute so in summary in relation to people who may be suffering from pcos i would say don't stress on the macros where possible try to get yourself into or try to promote weight loss your bmr or your base on metabolic rate is going to potentially be up to 40 percent lower than someone that doesn't suffer from it so you need to get yourself into a deficit it's going to be a little bit more difficult for you to to lose weight but it doesn't mean it's impossible what i would also encourage is resistance training which is weights training or hit sessions as well or high intensity interval training where possible and this will improve insulin sensitivity and burn the glucose consistency is incredibly difficult but is of paramount importance it's like any diet but for someone with pcos it's of paramount importance to kind of be consistent and i'm not saying kind of do the gym five days a week it's just about kind of getting on with this plowing through and and kind of seeking the help of professionals um and if you're struggling with it i'd potentially reach out to someone who like a, a therapist or something like that if you are struggling with it but i would i would reach out to a professional as well one of the supplements that has kind of come up with people uh, up in the research is a supplement called myo inositol and that is spelt m-y-o hyphen i-n O-S-I-T-O-L and this was recommended to me by Martin McDonald and I would definitely follow him from Mac Nutrition he knows this the shit like the back of his hand and he sent out an email to all of the people from Mac Nutrition which is the course that I have done and he sometimes he wouldn't be very quick to kind of send out emails like this regarding supplements and stuff like that so for him to send something out like this is of detriment to him he's done his research into it so the possible beneficial effects of it are improvements in insulin sensitivity ovarian function menstrual cycle your menstrual cycle reductions in free testosterone significant weight loss and improved blood lipids and pressures um it is it, it's it's not expensive you can get it up on my protein as well so it's m-y-o-i-n-o-s-i-t-o-l and and it can help with pcos or menstrual cycle dysfunction so it it's it, it, there are benefits to it as well and the recommended kind of dosage would be two to four grams per day is a seemingly good start um, there is another form of a called d chiro so d hyphen c h i r o please please don't use that uh, please take it for six months results can come sooner for some people issues can take longer as well eating well and exercising are only going to enhance your results but I would 100% seek kind of professional advice from a doctor or a professional, medical professional before kind of going on this um, or else if you're lo- working alongside a dietitian as well would be kind of, but from for for recommendations for, from Martin McDonald, he doesn't give them out willy-nilly so I would, I would potentially ask a few questions on it. My protein have it up, I know one of my clients, I've I referred my one of my clients to it and they checked in with their doctor and they were given the all clear to go on it and my protein are sold out of it at the minute um so it's so i would potentially reach out to your doctor to see if it's something for you so that would be one thing for pcos but the kind of the things that are pcos a a way 
the biggest priority would be to kind of lose weight. It's not going to be easy, but it is it's potentially is going to be a, a priority for yourself. Resistance training or HIIT training in order to prove, improve insulin sensitivity and to burn glucose and to be consistent. It's like any fitness journey. It doesn't even matter if you have PCOS. It's any fitness journey is to be consistent. It's not one of these all or nothing approaches. It's just to be consistent and pick what training you enjoy. Pick what foods you enjoy. and But please, please don't stress on your macros if you are, if you are, um, if you have do have PCOS, but I would I would keep your protein high enough, but I wouldn't stress out on on the other ones. But keeping your protein high because that does have kind of links with kind of appetite, uh, keeping your appetite low, uh, holding on to any muscle and muscle repair. So th- that's what might take it on PCOS is. So the next topic is one that's kind of happening a lot more in the industry particularly in the fitness industry and that is in relation to people who are losing their cycles like you need to have a normal cycle fitness is kind of rampant with people who don't have one at the minute and it can be through restrictive dieting over dieting potentially over exercising so uh, amenorrhea is is what it's what the, the the title of the name of it is it means not getting a period for three or more months which is quite square scary it's a normal it's normal to have a cycle it's not normal to not have a cycle so i would seek professional help again on this reproduction isn't a want to have it's a need to have some women feel really low energy and feel a little bit crap when they don't have it others will feel okay and from listening to podcasts um, from listening to from talking to women who have lost theirs and there are coaches out there which is this is a scary part this is a little bit of a rant there are coaches out there who are coaching women either online or face to face don't know potentially what they're doing I'm not saying I 100% um, versed up on everything I'm doing my best to kind of research myself up on this but there are men coaches or female and male coaches out there who are potentially putting females on hugely restrictive diets hugely high amounts of cardio silly amounts of cardio and the potentially those females are potentially losing their cycles i have two girls on my online coaching at the minute and we have got their cycles both back after four months so it's it's one of those things that are rampant particularly in fitness industry because the fitness industry can portray an image of being lean is and being lean is sexy and stuff like that being lean is great to a to a point it's fine about finding what balance or about finding what works for you like i'm a little bit i have i'll put it to to put it this way to you guys i had a six pack for about three days and i felt fucking shite i am a little bit heavier now probably about 10 kilos heavier than that and i feel great i have a little bit of kind of uh a little bit of fat around the hips and stuff like that, but I feel good. Strength is good, energy is good, sleep is good. So I would prioritize your sleep, your energy, your food, and look at that side of things rather than kind of trying to look a certain way. No, the, the, the one thing that I've kind of noticed is that we're more harsh on ourselves the way we look than what the way we would kind of look at someone else. You don't, you don't you're in the gym yourself and you're looking in the gym mirror or you're potentially looking in the mirror you're at home yourself. And you're seeing this reflection and you're you're the first one to pick out a point a point on your body that you're not happy with while if you were kind of with your friends or something like that you they wouldn't even notice it's you you need to kind of self-love and self-talk to yourself so the kind of the restrictive diet and the over dieting the over cardio is potentially going to lead you down a route of kind of losing your cycle 
and that's not what we want. It's one of those things that it's a pet peeve of mine from having spoken to two females that I have on the online coaching at the minute, worked so closely with them and I could see how deeply upset they were from how those coaches messed them up or how that one coach messed them up which was worrying and they both came to me with kind of two or three weeks they both have kind of like an epiphany moment themselves and it was just very scary I'm not going to name and shame that person because it's not my style but that's just my just my little bit of a rant on that so there are a number of different reasons why losing your cycle may happen and one is kind of under eating or really really low carb diets for some reason the media have kind of over embellished the advantage of really really low carb uh, diets to the detriment of a lot of people who potentially have eating disorders who have lost their cycles the other reason is kind of like a drastic weight loss you may like we, we all look, want to look good on a beach you all don't want to look good in photos and stuff like that but if it's going to have a huge impact on how your hormonal imbalance and how your mental health or how the overall health of your body is going to do well then it's 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 just not worth doing it but i would seek 100 percent help from a, a health professional you could potentially be over exercising extra cardio and you could not be fueling appropriately what i mean by fueling is think of your car think of your body as a car if you don't have enough petrol in your car it's not going to run if you have enough petrol in your car it's going to run and that's what i would say on that you could also have kind of uh, psychological stresses or kind of from work or life and be super super stressed and be a big ball of stress as well but also genetics plays a factor as well so from the research what it's kind of said is to kind of rebound from it or to kind of try and get your cycle back is to try and aim for about two and a half thousand calories per day if you're looking to recover from period loss um there is a lot of repair work to do with your body um and your metabolism will increase for some females in particular the I would advise you and the literature would say the exact same thing is to stay away from the scales for females in particular the scales hasn't been a great friend or some for some females it may not be a good friend so during this process I would potentially lock away the scales if you're going to eat a little bit more you're going to be putting on a little bit more weight I w- if you have a binge eating disorder or any eating disorder I would seek the help of a professional before going on this and seeing if you're quite ready for it but the research would say two and a half thousand calories would be kind of the right about right amount in order for you to kind of to kind of recover or start the, the, the recovery process the the low carb craze definitely hasn't helped the whole losing your period craze the dieting craze and it's just one of those things that we need to knock on the head and it's one of those things that people i got asked a question on saturday at the event i was at and it was about white bread and carbs and i was given the microphone and there's no such thing as a silly question or a stupid question and i 100 percent believe that and some people were, were we've all grown up with some attitudes toward food and it's just a lot of the media and marketing out there has kind of put that to us like one of those silly ones is that we need to have breakfast in order to start our metabolism kellogg's the cereal company were the ones that paid for that study to be to 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 be produced so they paid for it a very very biased they put the funds into it so it was obviously in their best interest to to get that study going but one of the questions i got asked was about carbs and white bread and should i be eating carbs and white bread 
And my point back to the lady that asked it was if car- carbs can't tell the time. And what I meant by that was without sounding smart, I just say carbs don't can't tell the time. At 5.59, carbs are hardly bad for you, or are hardly good for you. And then 6.01, carbs are bad for you. So many people think that after six o'clock they shouldn't eat carbs. What I would say to that is it's utter shite. So the 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 low carb zealots and stuff like that, they definitely haven't helped the situation. So what I would say in relation to people trying to get their cycles back in relation to the kind of the food would be to aim for about two and a half thousand calories, work alongside a professional. If you have eating disorder or binge eating disorders or whatever it may be, then I would reach out to a professional. In relation to the exercise side of things, I would potentially stay away from HIIT training or high intensity training like the style that Joe Wicks and Bradley Simmons would do. Running wouldn't be a great thing to do during this kind of phase in your life. Um, it's just that it's kind of very hot. It's very, it's a long distance. It's putting a lot of stress onto your body and you don't necessarily need to put in that stress onto the body. I would recommend lighter weightlifting. If you are going to be training, you can still resistance train and lift some weights, but I would advise you to potentially reduce the weights. So say if you're squatting 100 kg, I would reduce that considerably and try to do a little bit more reps, but try to pace yourself a little bit more. Don't go too crazy with the weights on that as well. Yoga has also shown results in kind of how to, as 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 added as an aid towards kind of people who have lost their cycles as well. And then I would scaling back the intensity. You would need to honor your body. You need to listen to your body. If your body has lost its cycle or you need to listen to it, you need to reach out, Go to someone who is a professional who's dealt with this and just listen to your body. There's no point in trying to put more stress on it and try to work alongside someone who knows what they're talking about, who's potentially been through the whole process themselves. But you need to understand that everyone's different. Everyone has different little ticks. Everyone has different little cues. So we don't have to be perfect all the time. And that's one of the things that we like kind of the consistency thing comes in where I, t- I spoke about with about the PCOS. We don't have to be perfect all the time. We don't have to portray this stupid six pack thing up on Instagram or these the, the girls with the massive glutes and stuff like that. We don't have to be perfect all the time. There's, pe- there's times where you potentially need to take a rest, enjoy your food, enjoy your training and just be consistent. I was talking to Ben Mudge a couple of weeks ago and he was got like he gets asked an awful lot how do you say so motivated there's days that man doesn't want to train there's days i don't want to train i didn't want to train yesterday had a leg session and i just didn't want to do it and i felt so much better after doing it felt great i was absolutely destroyed afterwards i could barely walk and i was teaching classes and i could barely walk but what i'm trying to say is try to stop trying to seek perfection um and try to listen to your body a little bit more if you're tired take a rest i got a text off one of my online clients this morning and she mentioned that she had to take two days off because she was a little bit tired so she listened to her body and set a new pb two days later the reason why she was tired was just due to to work and one of the kids not sleeping so we potentially will be taking a deload next week um which means that we're reducing the weights reducing the intensity so what I my practical advice for someone who has potentially lost their cycle was one, get rid of the scales, work with a professional, 
um, the scales is not good. If the scales affects your mood, I've spoken this about this so many times. I've spoken with this uh, with Amelia Thompson, Dr. Amelia Thompson, who's been on the podcast before, and that's from a female perspective. So that got that message might resonate with you guys if you haven't listened to the podcast before. If the scales affects your weight, stay the fuck away from it. Will be my advice. Find things that kind of work for you. So no hit training, no running, lighter weightlifting. Doesn't mean you can't train, but it don't go full hog. Bring your calories back up to about two and a half thousand calories. Stay the fuck away from the scales and try not to let food control your life and, and exercise control your life. Um, try to be consistent. Try That's all, all any fitness journey is, is really just consistency. Um, listen to your body. If you need to take a break, you need to take a break and kind of go from there. And if you've got your cycle back, uh, the fir- after the first period, I would probably maintain the food. The literature would say is to m- maintain your food for at least three cycles to make sure the body is in a safe place. So if you've got your cycle back, happy days, but you need to kind of power through, keep the food up, keep the training at a consistent level and not an over-exaggerated level or an over-intense level and make sure you're kind of fueling it for kind of three cycles in order to kind of fuel the body and make it feel safe and get into that safe zone. So that's kind of what I've spoken about today. I didn't realize it was going to take this long of an episode. I was half expecting it to take maybe about 20 minutes. So regarding the kind of the training around your training and nutrition around your cycle, generally females should only potentially diet for two weeks of their cycles. The week before their cycles is to increase your calories by two or 300. If you've got cravings, you could take some magnesium. You could have a little bit of chocolate, but my advice would be to have a little bit more fruit uh, as there is sugar in the fruit the week of your cycle if your body is kind of feeling fatigued a little bit bloated drink some water reduce the intensity of your sessions um, and then I would keep water up keep the steps up no high intensity training and then in relation to the week before that's the week that you need to kind of potentially push yourself a little bit more your metabolism would have sped up and you're going to have a little bit more you may have a little bit more energy but every female is completely different and there's kind of different systems regarding kind of the birth control and stuff like that there are many different birth controls that are out there and it they, they all impact on us on a different way but what i would say is there's no real evidence to suggest that the birth control has any impact on kind of losing weight or any impact on fat loss so what i would say is seek it link in with a professional obgyn or a doctor see what birth control it works for you and listen to your body listen to what one might work for you um, and kind of go from there regarding pcos i would say don't stress on the macros i would promote weight weight loss on that person i would kind of increase resistance training and hit training and I would also set a realistic target of kind of weight loss. It's not going to happen overnight with someone with PCOS. They're a little bit more insulin resistant, but the positive out of it is that you'll have a little bit more testosterone, which means that you can kind of potentially lift a little bit stronger. You'll be able to perform a little, potentially perform a little bit higher in the gym as well. Consistency is the biggest thing for someone with PCOS. Regarding losing your period, I would say is if you seek help, um, reach out to a professional, um, if you're going to bring if you've lost it try to get rid of the scales bring your calories up to about two and a half thousand calories um, no hit while no high intensity training while recovering running it wouldn't be a great idea lightweight lifting doesn't mean you can completely stop kind of resistance training but just white 
lighter weightlifting. Um, yoga has kind of linked in as well, scaling back the intensities so your body can reset, get rid of the fucking scales, get rid of the fucking scales. And then once you've kind of got your, your first period back, then I'd kind of maintain food for about three cycles to help get your body back into a safe zone. But the most overall kind of thing that I would say on this is to get your body checked, listen to your body, get reach out to a professional, reach out to an OBGYN or a doctor and see what they say and work alongside those. Or if you have a binge eating disorder or anything like that, which I've spoken about in the Q&A, is reach out to someone that knows what they're talking about. And there's, it's, it's all Instagram's all good, good and well for kind of having um, views on certain things, but having professional help is, is great advice. So guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope it's helped. As always, please do review it up on iTunes, up on Spotify and tag myself at Jane Walsh Fitness up on your Instagram and please, please, please tag it. The more people that know about this podcast, the better, the more people I can help. Um, and if you are interested in working with myself, please head over to www.shanewalshfitness.com and there's an online coaching uh, link on that as well. So once again, guys, please do like and share it and I will talk to you guys again soon. Thank you so much for listening and I hope this helped and I hope you learned something out of it. Talk to you soon.